Welcome to the Son of a Preacher podcast. Please sit back and listen to the thoughts and musings from sermons that were first brought to the pulpit four, five, even six decades ago. I am G.W., and I am the Son of a Preacher. I am so happy to be talking to you all again today. Dad first brought this message to the pulpit on May 9, 1956. He was preaching that week in the Calvary Baptist Church in Davenport, Iowa. Topic was looking at faith. The scripture this Sunday was from John, the first chapter, the twelfth verse. It says, But as many as received him, to them gave he the power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. So, looking at faith. Well, you know, sometimes I, I just want to start by making sure people realize that the things that I'm talking about here, the sermon that I took this from today, the things that I'm extracting from that, they came a long time ago. It was, if you were born on the day that this message was first given, on May 9th, 1956, today you would be 66 years old. You would be drawing Medicare. You could be on Social Security if you wanted to. You would probably be retired or would be strongly contemplating being retired in the near future. So as my dad talks about these things, he was talking to a world that was markedly different than the world we have today. Now, sure, there was television, well, a couple channels. There were, there were telephones, rotary dial, to the most part, you know, all of them wired. There were airplanes, most of them with propellers, and a few jets, but not many. There were trains, of course, and probably more frequent and better run than the trains are today. But no one had traveled in space. And no one except Dick Tracy was walking around with a phone or a radio on his wrist. And no one was talking on a phone that wasn't connected to the wires in their house. And most families only had one car. So imagine picking your family up and dropping them into the world today. And then talk about the faith that they have in God. And the faith they had in 1956. And the faith that we exhibit today in 2023. One would like to think that we're better than what they were in 1956, but I'm not sure that's the case. But the rules are the same. How we have faith in God should be about the same. And, you know, its bottom line is that we have not really evolved in those 66 years in the best manner possible when you think about being a Christian. So, what does that really mean? Well, let's think about what it means to have faith. When Dad was talking to his congregation, he tried to give some examples of where people showed faith that possibly might have been a little misguided. You know, for instance, he said there was a radio minister, you know, one who sat there and would routinely tell people to reach out while I say this prayer, reach out and touch the radio. Now, he didn't really have in mind that the radio would have any particular healing power. But he was trying to make it so that the people who were listening to the radio had a connection to him in the sermon. And they would really concentrate on the words that he was trying to say and try to understand the faith that he had and how that faith could help them if they could also have that faith. And it wasn't the radio that had any healing power. He was just trying to help people just to concentrate. Now, he also told about another story where a church 
came in and they had an image, an image of a, a picture that was sent to the congregation. And I don't know who the image was. You can you can probably figure out a few people that it could have been. Might have been the Pope, you know, might have been uh, anybody, in, in all honesty. But it was a well-known clergyman, you know, one who was was known for doing good work in the world. And the congregation, he said, lined up and they went forward and they reached out and they touched and they they touched the image and they prayed and they kissed the image. Now, my dad didn't really understand that. Now, my dad, you have to understand, was not the most demonstrative person in the world to begin with, but he really didn't understand needing to reach out and kiss a picture. Now, he wasn't sure what they thought they were going to get out of that. But that was a way for them to show they had faith. So if you look at certain religions today, the attachment with imagery is still very important in the way that they show their faith. And when you get into the real fundamentalist churches, well, they do some interesting things. There are churches out there that believe that if you don't belong to their church, and their, I mean their religion, their particular denomination, and I suppose in some cases their church, then well, it's unfortunate, but you're not going to join them in heaven because, you know, you have to be one of them. And that's the only option. And God came to them and said, hey, you, you are the faith. You are the religion. It's an interesting way to think. One that I think probably doesn't go over very well today. But when you look at what's going on in the world today in 2023, and you look at some of the fringe groups that we have in, in the world and in the country, well, we have not only in the church, but in society as a whole, you know, that level of faith of if you're not one of us, well, then we are against you totally. That is a really big problem in society today. Now, we probably probably really want to recognize, and you know it's important when you have faith that you support the church too. And I don't really like to talk about tithing very much, but it it. And the reason why is because it makes most everybody uncomfortable because very few people tithe as much as the Bible says you should. Now, me included, by the way. But Dad told the story of a guy in one of his churches that when he was first starting out, he goes, I'm, I'm going to tithe a dollar a day. And at that time, that was a pretty significant amount for him. But the man ended up being extremely successful. And in 1956, he was a millionaire. Now, Obviously, in 2023, he would be worth a little bit more than that. And according to Surrey, he would be worth a little bit over $11 million. Dad was saying, even though he was a millionaire, he was still tithing that $1 a day. Now, that means that he didn't really understand the theory of tithing. So to have faith in God, there are certain things that need to be said and done. And in a way that you live, well, it's with a code of ethics, really. And we're trying to uphold that code of ethics. And that's how we deal with others. And that code of ethics has a basis in God. Now, if we threw out our faith in God, then we would probably treat people no better than the way they're treated in, say, communist Russia. And you have to have faith in order to be a Christian. Now, you must have faith in God that leads a person to be reborn and to be reborn into the kingdom of God. You know, on Dwight L. Moody, you know, he once said, a little faith will bring your soul to heaven, but a lot of faith will bring heaven to your soul. Now, 
Sometimes faith means that you're going to be a little repentant. You're going to be a little sorry about something that you did. And faith, well, it's the faith that makes you sorry. Well, that's not necessarily bad, because that shows that you might not have been living as good a life as you could have, and that that helps you to do better, to be better in the future. So you must have that faith in God, and you must increase your faith in God. Well, when you do that, you might be able to live like you have a little bit of heaven here on earth. Now, sometimes Christians come up with, well, what about people? People who haven't necessarily been exposed to the word of the Lord. And they have been exposed to other religions. And now, though, they're a new convert into Christianity. You know, are they just forgiven for everything they did before? Or are they a less a Christian because of what they did before? And the answer to that is really very simple. They are forgiven. They are forgiven as long as they put their faith in the Lord and put their faith in the Lord so that they can join his kingdom. Now, it's fine to be a Christian. It's good to have faith that lets us go further, to know that the sins that we have committed in our life, but when Christ went to the cross, he paid for the penalty of our sins. And when we look at that, we need to live in such a way that we can reveal the Lord that we serve. It's important to search the scriptures, to understand that we live by faith in Christ, and that we live by faith in Christ who loved us, who gave himself for us. And we must know that as we learn more and more about the Lord, that is just going to strengthen our time. And it's, remember, when you talk about the faith that you have in the Lord, it's not just enough to tithe regularly. It's important to do that, but it's not enough. And it's not enough to just give to the Red Cross or the Salvation Army and other charities of, of good works. And it's not enough to have one member of your family who is very religious and returns, attends church regularly, but the rest of the family does not. It's not enough, in fact, to be president of the United States and have many of the churches in the land praying for you. It's not enough just for that. You must be born again. You must be born again in your Christian faith. And that's when it's enough, when you're born again in the way of the Lord. As we look at what's happened in our country over the last few months and weeks, as we struggle, struggle to govern this country, it's obvious that we need to keep praying for our leaders so that they're able to guide the country in a stable and a sane manner. May the Lord bless you, keep you in peace. I do want to ask everyone listening to this today to help spread the word about this podcast. Help me continue to keep my father's work for the Lord alive. Please tell your friends and your church groups about this podcast. Share it on social media. Let people know that these inspirations are available. There's a new book available on Amazon titled Throwing Ink. It was a compilation of inspiration based on Dad's work. It was written by me, G.W. Stark.